Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Passion Reviews Purpose podcast. Today, my guest is Jordan Candlish, and he's the voice and brains behind State Shifters, a holistic wellness site dedicated to helping people unify mind, body, and soul so they can live with passion and purpose. Extremely passionate about the topic of purpose and even more driven to help others build a life around their purpose. Joining us from Perth, Western Australia, please welcome to the Passion Reviews Purpose podcast, Jordan Candlish. How's everything? Really good. Yeah, really good. I was, uh, I was a bit Western, of a lag there. Hold up. That's Western Australia, Perth. Now you guys coping with this COVID situation? Yeah, it's going well, mate. We're uh, starting to open things up again, which is exciting. Um, yeah, so I really feel like for me, not too much has changed. It's sort of just I work from home anyway. So it's been we've been pretty fortunate, I think, out here in Australia, haven't we? What about what about your side of the country? Yes, we have been. Uh, I'm in Brisbane uh, currently at the moment, and I think it's you know Australia is one of the best places you want to be right now. Things are so much better here compared to the rest of the world. You know, in most places, it's not as great. So yeah, but yeah, it's it's been going well so far. Exactly, man. Yeah, I've actually got my, my brothers in, living in Toronto right now, and they're still like full on lockdown. It's uh yeah, yeah not looking yeah. not looking like there's any end in sight, which is yeah that again makes us feel really grateful. It does to be yeah. to be out here. But um yeah, how, how's your day going, man? What's what's been going yeah, on? It's going good, man. And I just uh it's been a great day, you know. Thank you so much for making time, you know, to come on board and do this with me. You know, obviously we we, we haven't really met in person, but you obviously I followed you on, you know, Instagram and I saw what you're doing and, and I resonated that resonated with me uh, because the, the message is is just what I'm passionate about and I thought okay I would like to get you on to have a chat about you know all that stuff um, so thanks for coming thanks for making time for this appreciate it my, my pleasure man I'm always uh, you know usually I'm on the other end of the the interviews so oh, it's, it's yeah. always nice to right. have a good conversation what, what tell me more about what it is that you do brother like how long has the podcast been going for and uh, yeah, so, so this this podcast has been going for about a year now um, I haven't done much with it I've only had like I think five guests so far um, so uh, the the purpose of it is basically to just educate people and help people navigate, um, particularly with work, you know, navigate, you know, what they do, if it's, if it's good for them, if it's meaningful, if it's uh, fulfilling. Uh, that's, my, that's my goal. So I try to bring people uh, in different fields and different disciplines to talk about so that at least they can have people they can relate with uh, to talk about what they do, you know, why it's important and how to find, you know, you know, fulfillment in what you do because, you know, work is, work has a bad rap, you know, as it is already. So everybody talks about work like it's something that kills you. But if you find something important to do, something that is personally important to you, I believe that's the twist. That's where you got to enjoy work. So, yeah, so that's basically what I do with the podcast. And um, obviously everything else I do is, is really centers around that. So, yeah. That's amazing, man. And, yes. and you, uh, what kind of work do you do? Do you do like, is it coaching that you do as well? Or So I do, I do coaching. Uh, I mean, not much of it, but uh, my main work is as a consultant. I work as a consultant for small businesses and medium businesses, uh, specifically e-commerce consultant. So 
uh, that's what I do professionally. And then I just write books and, uh, you know, write things and interview people like this and uh, talk to people. Just try to help as many people as possible because personal, this is a personal journey that I've walked and I, I can see the benefit of it when you come to a point where you uh, decisively choose the direction of your life and not allow the society or the expectations that people put on you to determine those things, you enjoy a lot of benefit out of that. So I've seen that firsthand and I just want to like, you know, help as many people as possible to be able to, you know, to realize the same thing. So basically mm. that's, that's what I do. That's, that's what I'm about. So Amazing, man. <laughs> yeah, just, I, yeah, I love how you just said casually, just write books. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. So obviously, like, you know, with this uh, podcast, you know, we're probably going to be here for, I don't know, 30, 40 minutes, maybe, depending on how we go with the, you know, with the conversation. I like to just have the conversation and just let it flow, you know, even though there are some questions that I have specifically, but we just go with it, right? And uh, we see where it takes us, right? How about that? Mm -hmm. Sounds good, brother. So the other thing I actually found out is, I don't know, you may not know this, but we have something in common. Uh, I understand that you've had an accounting background. Mm, that's okay. correct, that's man. Yeah, you as well. Yeah, apart yeah. from, obviously, apart from the obvious, which is purpose and all that, you know, I used to work as uh, an accounting integration specialist, uh, so on the software side of things, but I was very, very close to the accounting people and the finance industry, so I've had that experience as well, and, you know, reading your story, I found that you left a corporate accounting job to do what you now do, so I just wanted to start off with that and say, uh, what impact has that decision had? on your life mm, yeah big time uh, i feel it had a tremendous impact because you know i chose accounting and finance purely because uh i was into business obviously but i also wanted to make money like my the end goal was i wanted to make as much money as i could right. uh, that was just the conditioning that i was brought up in um but then when i got that job you know sort of the dream job per se as coming out of university deloitte was like the sort of the, the, the top tier of the consulting firms. And I, I got a graduate job with, this, with, with these guys. And I remember just not going into the, that environment, realizing that it just didn't align with me, it didn't align with the, the things I was passionate about. It didn't align with the type of lifestyle that I wanted to live. And I soon realized that sitting behind a desk for, for eight hours, not really engaging or talking to many people, doing tax accounting, didn't make my soul come alive. And I didn't really care how much money I was getting paid. If, if I'm not enjoying the work that I'm doing and if I'm not getting energy from the work that I was doing, then to me, that's not success. Success for me is like happiness, joy, fulfillment, passion. Right. Um, so, you know, I, I learned, I stayed at my corporate job for as, as long as I needed to, to get the lessons out of that experience. And then I made the decision to leave, um, traveled out to Canada for a couple of years uh, worked in the health and wellness industry. And to be honest, I, I got to experience what true fulfillment felt like because I loved the work I was doing. And I got to compare these two ways of living. Um, and when I first moved to Canada, I took a job in health and wellness making minimum wage, which was like 14 bucks an hour in Canada. It's nothing. Yeah. And I was making pretty much no money, but I was loving the work. So I went from making good money, hating the work to making no money, but loving the work. So eventually I had to like rebalance things <laughs> and ultimately find, found, you know, I took a lot of learning during that period of time and ultimately found myself starting start my own business, my own coaching business. I've been full-time in coaching for the last six months and just 
to, to be honest, it's the dream, man. It's what I dreamed about having full autonomy of my day, working around like-minded people and, and really helping others really discover, really dial that, that dial that in the, the purpose, meaning, fulfillment, because that's, that's where it all starts in my opinion. Wow. That's, that's amazing. So, uh, so obviously are you still, um, are you still working? I mean, connected to Canada or are you fully back in Australia right now? Or how's that working at the moment? Brother, I would say I'm, I'm always going to be connected to Canada. Uh, I'm, I've been dating a Canadian for the last uh, four years. And after living there for two years now, I have friends out there that will always keep me connected and I'll always be back there. Um, sort of right now, obviously with the travel situation, we're a little bit restricted. Um, but the plan was to head back to Canada and kind of bounce between Australia and Canada. Um, Mm. plus a majority of my clients are in North America. Um, so I've been adjusting the time zones, but Canada and Australia, man, we have a lot in common with the, the values as countries and people are very similar. Uh, so I get along so well with Canadians. I love the country. Um, and yeah, definitely, definitely connected. So I'll be back there as soon as this travel ban lifts. I think I'll be heading back for a little bit. That's right. So one one thing that I really, really want to get your um, your take on is, you know, purpose. Purpose is like, you know, you put purpose on Google in Google, right? You come up with millions of, you know, results, right? I feel like people are so divided on that subject or that topic. Like, what does it really mean for you personally? How do you... How do you approach it and what's the most important thing about it? Yeah, good question. Mm. And, you know, when I was at my corporate job, I remember thinking like I had this existential crisis and existential crisis is where you start to question your purpose. You question why you're here. You have no real purpose at all. And I would say that that happened to me. And I was like thinking about like, Hey, how how can I help the world? What's, what's my unique, what's my uniqueness? How can I, how can I serve humanity through that? But I feel a lot of people get lost in that. They get lost thinking, what's this large purpose that I got to discover? When in reality, your purpose is, is what's going on right in front of you. Your purpose is, you know, for us right now, our purpose is this conversation. Our purpose is to be fully present and to experience um, the space of this conversation, the space of this moment. And when I realized my purpose was actually to make peace with whatever it was that I was experiencing, emotionally, mentally, physically, and all of a sudden redirected my attention into the present moment, which is our purpose, primary purpose. Mm-hmm. Once I made that my focus, my secondary purpose, which is what I do in the world, you know, how I help other people, how I express myself to others, took care of itself. I feel like a lot of people are, are skipping the primary purpose, which is to make peace with their emotions, make peace with their current situation. They're skipping that and trying to find, okay, how can I help the world? How can I serve other people? Mm. You're trying to serve other people from a place of lack, a place of not enough, then you'll get burnt out. Um, You cannot give what you don't have, right? mm, Exactly. Yeah. So for me, purpose is, is this, and if you're going through pain right now, if you're going through unwanted emotions, then your purpose is to make peace with that, to learn from that. And that is when ultimately you, you'll find the light, you'll find guidance through that. So I hope that makes sense, man. And I would say, hmm. I, found definitely- a lot of, yeah, I definitely found a lot of truth in that. Like I was thinking about this just yesterday and I, you know, something popped up in my head that sometimes, you know, your pain or whatever it is that you're struggling with, that you're dealing with, it sometimes could be an indicator 
to something that you need to get over so you can help other people get mm-hmm. over the same thing. So because I, I was thinking about a situation and I thought to myself, what if this situation is just one of those things that come along to teach you something so you can give that back to others. But if you don't go through the process, like you said, you're not going to be able to give that to other people because you can't not take people where you haven't been. And then that's exactly where it comes down to the belief that life is happening for me and not to me. And when you take that belief, then the pain all of a sudden becomes your teacher. A, a, a negative situation becomes your teacher because it's showing you a lesson that like you just said, if you learn the lesson, then all of a sudden you can turn around and be like, Hey, this is how I got through this pain. And you can help other people who are going through the similar pain. And that is the secondary purpose per se. Absolutely. So, yeah, you're bang on, right? That's great. That's great. So what are the, some of the mistakes that you've seen people make, you know, that, that stood out to you, you know, when, you know, looking for purpose or trying to find that purpose in life? Yeah. The mistake sort of like what I just said was they, they skip over learning the lesson. Yeah. You know, they try and get to, okay, how can I help other people? How can I go out and give my time to others and serve other people? Serving others is great. But if you haven't served yourself first, like I said, you get burnt out, you get overwhelmed, you get anxious. And really the, the primary purpose is to serve ourselves. We have to take care of ourselves first. That's right. However that looks, heal, um, learn our lessons, overcome our trauma. Once we take care of our internal world and, and really dial ourselves in with that state of alignment, the state of connection, the state of love, all of a sudden you emanate a different energy. And then all of a sudden you impact people through the shift that the shifts that you make. Um, It's like Gandhi's quote, be the change you want to see in the world. That's right. That's right. I love that. So I would say the mistake is people try and go out and fix or help other people before fixing or helping themselves. Mm. That's powerful. Yeah. And and I think if Mm. most of you just get that, you realize that, you know, it's, it's so much we can do for each other, but you have to be at the right place before you can give that. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly it. That's amazing. So I understand one of the things you do with uh, state shifters is helping young professionals, like people that may probably hate their jobs, you know, and they're looking for a way out or how to, you know, find a meaningful work. Uh, so what are the best advice do you have or how do you approach people in that particular category? You know, anyone listening right now, who maybe in that category, you know, a professional who doesn't really like their jobs what advice would you have for those people Mm. yeah one of the one of the things that can easily happen Mm. in a job is you get comfortable Mm. and comfort is the death of dreams in my opinion that's good some people value comfort some people like being comfortable and some people are okay with their job and they stay in there and they stay in their corporate job and that's fine yeah but i get the sense if someone's listening to this or someone's engaging in conversations like this they know they're capable of more. They're, they're on a path to becoming and impacting at a, at, a, at a great level at the best that they possibly can. They want to reach their potential. And that, that's how I felt. I knew I had more to give than what I was doing. Could have easily stayed in my comfortable corporate job, progressed my way up the corporate ladder, got good pay, got my good benefits and you know, had the house and had the, the path. But in my opinion, that was too easy. I guess it's easy to settle for that. And I wanted to pursue... Um, something that was going to pull me out of my comfort zone to help me expand and evolve into the person that I was, I knew I came here to be. So it comes down to if someone values that path, 
Like if someone wants to take that path, then you can't settle for comfort. Mm. And even if you're in a corporate job and maybe, maybe that's, that's where they're meant to be right now. If you're in a corporate job, if you're in a job you don't like, maybe that's exactly where you need to be. And maybe there's an, there's opportunities if you're open to receiving them to get uncomfortable, to learn new lessons, to acquire the skills you need so that when the time comes, you'll know when it's time to leave. You'll be like, okay, I'm ready to leave now. I've, I've learned all the lessons I can get from this experience, which is sort of what happened to me, man. I didn't leave right away. I was in my corporate job for 16 months. There was a lot of lessons I got to learn from that. Um, so it really depends. If someone knows they're not where they're meant to be, then okay, first of all, it's accepting, okay, this is where I am. This is, this is exactly where I need to be right now to learn lessons. Right. And then it's about, it's about making a conscious effort to continue to get uncomfortable rather than just like settling because the discomfort zone is where the growth lies, as you, as you know. Yeah, so you're saying like, obviously, like if you hadn't been through that, you know, that experience, the, the things that you probably wouldn't have learned in the process. So that's definitely important. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Did you go through something similar? Cause I know you were, you were in a, I, I did actually, I, uh, I worked with the government. I worked for private companies uh, for almost, uh, almost eight years. Right. I wasn't it longer. Right. And I, I went from, you know, role from different roles to another role. So I had, it came to a point where I had to decide for myself what I really wanted. Uh, for me, it was more about the freedom and I wanted to be able to uh, decide the work that's important to me because I see a lot of things in the corporate world that I didn't necessarily agree with. Like, mm. But I was like, I want to do things differently, even though I'm branching out to do the exact same thing, but I want to do it differently with a different approach and with a different mindset completely. Mm. So I, I left that um, about three years ago now. So I've been on my own since then. So, and it's been phenomenal, right? It's been amazing. So I totally agree with you because there's, there's a lot of things that I, I learned in the process, a lot of things that I took away from, from the experience that I otherwise wouldn't have had the opportunity to learn if I didn't go through that process. So I think it's really important. I guess the other thing that I've, I've heard people say this before, people genuinely love what they do but they feel like there is no, uh, I don't know whether it's called the future or there is no, they don't see beyond what they currently do at the moment, even though they love what they do, but they want to see something else. Mm. Uh, have you, is that something that you felt before and have you approached that? Yeah, big time. Then that's, and that's, a, that's very common because you know, people probably sometimes enjoy their job yeah. But maybe their sense that there's there's a more there's more they can get or there's more they can do, yeah. And that's where again I feel like it comes down to okay, what it is that you value. You know, if you value growth, expansion, risk, uh, then you know there's always ways in which you can start to shift and engage in activities, environments that are going to force you to find like that next level, right. and. I would say uh, I call it the power of association. It's the people you hang around, right? The people you're around, if they're making you, they're pushing you to move beyond where you currently are, then just being in the environment of other people who are doing big things are going to help you learn and, 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 and pull out new pieces of information just by being around high performance. So like, yeah, people are enjoying their job. Cool. But like, I'm sure there's another level unless they've maxed out the, the environment that they're in, which is where then that's usually an indication. It's time to take a leap, take another risk, mm. but just use fear as the indicator. 
fear is like the compass, man. Behind right. the fears is the next level of our growth. Behind the fear is the next level of our evolution. Absolutely. So I know people have fear. Everyone's got a fear. You know, everyone's got that one decision they've been putting off or a few decisions. So that would be find and follow the fears and just get, get behind that. And that's where you, you'll get to the next level. That yeah. makes sense. It does make sense. Mm-hmm. I think for me, I, I, that's a very good point that you made that everyone's got fears and all that. For me, the way I like to look at it is that what you feel is irrelevant when it comes to understanding that the decision that is at stake is very important. Your feeling will catch up once you've made that decision. This is what I found, that if you're waiting for your feelings to change so you can make the decision, that's never going to happen. That's the wrong order. You make mm-hmm. the decision and your feelings will catch up. You know, whatever you're feeling inside, it will definitely catch up over time. So I think that's, that's the big part of it. But some people want to feel good or they want to feel what they think they should feel before, you know, making the jump or making the plunge. So I guess that's, that's right there. Yeah, that's a mm. good point right there. Yeah, definitely, man. Definitely. So, you know, the podcast is called Passion Reviews Purpose. What I do is called Passion Reviews Purpose, by the way. So I always ask this question. Uh, and the question is, uh, what's your... Uh, definition or how do you see passion and purpose what's the relationship between those two things because people talk about this a lot passion there's passion that purpose this purpose but what's the difference and what's the connection between the two mm. yeah well passion to be honest everything kind of starts with passion like you you start and i wouldn't even say it starts with passion it probably starts with like curiosity you have mm. a curiosity and an inclination to want to follow something and do something and you don't need to justify why you're doing it. You do it because you're curious. You just want to try it. And passion to me is developed. Passion is developed through like following your curiosities, trying a lot of different things and going, yeah, I really love this. This is what I enjoy doing the most. And naturally you start to continue to follow down a path until you develop a certain skill set in an area that you're passionate about that you might, someone might come up to you and be like, Hey, Tosin, can you help me out with this man? I can see you're really good at, you know, looking after your health and you have a lot of energy. How do I get like you? And then all of a sudden you have a purpose because now you're helping someone else learn an insight or get to the next level or learn something that you've learned through following your passions. So purpose emerges when we follow our curiosities, develop a passion, develop a skill set in a certain area. So purpose for me is, is sort of the, is when you give it back, you've learned something and now you're giving it back to someone else who wants to learn from you. That's right. Sort of so, like what, what you're doing now, bro, with the podcast and what we're doing with, with sharing this content. Hmm. We're sharing it because we want to we want to give this information back to someone else. We don't want to just hold on to it. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that part that part is really, really important. There's something that I, li- I like to say this that if, if if your purpose is if it's all about you, you're never gonna be fulfilled. You know, you're never gonna have that. It's it's like the second half of the equation, which is the part the what you do for people. That's what brings the fulfillment uh, mm-hmm. for you as a person. So I think, I think that's really, really important because you have to have a part that fulfills you. And there's another part that comes from helping other people. Um, so it's a different kind of fulfillment that you feel. And I think that is what makes it so meaningful, you know, because when you think about, uh, you know, whatever you do, whether you write or you speak or whatever it is that you do, if it doesn't involve other people, it's just empty. It's just like, it doesn't make sense. Right. So, totally. yeah. 
yeah, exactly. I just, yeah that's that's the thing that I'm, I'm trying to obviously get across to as many people as possible that you, know, you have to come to a point in your life where you're not just thinking me 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 what can i get out of this or, or like how much money can i make no it, it isn't about that you know it's got to it's got to transcend as a matter of fact thinking about money this is another topic entirely and i've and i've had people talk to me about this and i say uh, money is just uh, something that you don't chase money is something that you don't go after money is a principle like you don't go after if you do what it requires it comes looking for you Mm. so uh but a lot of people are so fixated on that you know i want to do this i want to make a million dollars especially in this generation people are so focused on that so much that whatever you decide to do you're not paying attention to what value you're actually adding because if you're not adding value, you can't demand mm. back. So I, th- I think that's really, really important. Just, you know, just, you know, trying to buttress the point that you just made. So yeah, yeah I think that's really cool. Money is just an exchange. It's just the exchange of value that you bring to society and sure. yeah. money is directly tied to impact, right? If you want to make more money, you have a greater impact mm. and, impact is is tied directly to how much value you're adding and how many problems you're solving that's right so it's 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 really it's kind of simple isn't it like you just want to if you want to make more money impact more lives solve more problems um and to do that you need to understand what it is that your value is based upon and a lot of the times your value is based upon how well connected you are with the part of you that's unique yeah. Because if you're trying to copy other people and do what other people are doing, then there's already people out there doing that. It's not as valuable. Right. So it's about finding what it is that makes you unique. What is your unique expression? And then bringing that to the world and solving problems and helping improve the lives of others. And like you said, money will follow you. It will come well, to that's you. So, that's so good. That's so good. It's like you just said something that I wrote down. Yeah, I wrote something down yesterday. I was like, I don't know if this makes sense, but I'm going to write it down anyway. But you actually just said that. And it's, it's like, you know, when you find your purpose and you find what you're unique at, no one can replicate that. Mm, exactly. Exactly. And you just a, lot of, a lot of the times to get that though, we need to get out of our heads and back into our hearts. Yeah. Because if you're following your head, then your mind is often trying to like, it, our mind is like creating meanings through what we see. And mm. we kind of compare and look at other people and say, oh, but he's doing it like this. Maybe I should follow that person or this, my teacher told me this or, or whatever. But in reality, your heart already knows what direction it wants to go. Your heart already knows what you want to do. It's just your mind that sometimes gets in the way and doubts and judges and you have you know, limiting beliefs. But the better you can get, at, get out of your mind and into your head, out of your mind and into your heart, and you start taking action from that place, uh, things flow. Like you, you just, it's already within you. It's, it's within us. That's you know right. what I mean? Mm. Speaking of mind, um, I wanted to talk to you about an experience that you've been sharing. I don't know if I should call it an experience or an exploration with cold showers and, you know, you know, exposing yourself to, you know, that's something that really, really fascinates me. And I, and I, and I thought I've, I've read about it. I've seen it, you know, in many places, but I've never really, you know, attempted or tried it so i wanted to hear it from you i like what has your experience been like with that and what's what are the benefits um with with what sorry what, what experience 
oh, you, you post about um, exposing yourself to cold um, showers. Oh, and cold, you, yes, yeah, right, right, right. Baths and stuff like that, yeah. Yeah, mate. Um, when I was living in Toronto for, yeah. you know, last year, I started to engage in Wim Hof uh, breathwork. Um, and Wim, it started off with breathwork practices that I was doing. And this is a part of the Wim Hof method. The Wim Hof method is based on breathing, cold exposure and meditation. And, you know, the, the breathwork component is extremely powerful. If, if no one's ever tried breathwork before, it, it honestly is a game changer and it will completely, um, literally blow your mind in terms of what it can do. This next component with that is the cold exposure and the cold exposure to me is really where you, again, going back to getting yourself into uncomfortable environments, the more you can expose your mind to uncomfortable environments, the more you're kind of moving the needle forward into what's actually possible. You realize what's actually possible when you don't listen to that voice in the head that says, Oh no, don't do that. It's going to be uncomfortable. And you jump in an ice bath or you jump in some cold water you're forced to become powerfully present with the experience that you're having. And to me, it's like, it's a practice. It becomes a spiritual practice with mm. how well can you detach or let go of, you know, what's going on around you and connect back with the place of you, the part of you that's kind of just in the background observing it all. That's right. And the cold, I guess I can go into all the, the physiological benefits, but I do it because for me, it's about the, the mental benefit, that mental win that I get over my mind first thing in the morning or at a point in the day where my mind really doesn't want to jump in a cold pool, but I do it anyway. It creates this like mental victory that really sets the tone for confidence. It sets the tone for your momentum, um, gives you a ton of like belief in the fact that like you're, you're, you're beating that part of you and you're evolving. Um, so yeah, for me, it, the cold, the cold, and to be honest, you just feel amazing, bro. You feel freaking amazing at the end of it. Uh, so it's yeah, if you, it, 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 it is right. Yeah. The, the mind, the mind hates it, but the yeah. body loves it. The body and the soul love it. Okay. That, that, that's, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Cause I see a lot of athletes do this, right. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of Kevin Hart. I can, I watch uh cold ass balls. It, it like invites athletes over and they sit in this cold bath, like for like 20 minutes and have interviews. And it's like, like are you guys crazy or something? <laughs> so I've never really like, you know, even I couldn't see myself doing that. So, but I can understand the benefit. Like you said, it's, it's like having, trying to, you know, be in control of your mind and control, you know, all those, you know, impulses that try to, you know, tell you that this thing is difficult or that thing is difficult. I think it's important. Like you said, um, as a routine, you know, the first thing, the first things you do when you wake up in the morning, they're very important, right? So to be able to have that much control and that, that much power over your body and say, okay, I'm going to, this is what you're going to do. And I think that alone in itself, it sets the course for the day. Right. Mm, so, definitely. yeah, definitely. So that, that's something that I, I feel like I'm going to try, you know, and uh, I see how I see, I see how I go with that. <laughs> you should bro. Start with, start with just a cold shower. That's kind of how I started with it. It was just yeah. uh, having cold showers in the morning and yeah. realizing how good I felt at the end of it. Um, and then, and then it kind of evolved into the, the ice stuff, like jumping in ice baths. And now I just jump in my pool in the, in the backyard, in the middle of the winter, which is freezing. That's um, right. And then now it's like, I go to the beach. Now that I'm back home in Australia, like I'll go to the beach in winter and just swim at the beach and the water out in Western Australia is freezing. So it's just, just ways of getting yourself uncomfortable, you know, small little, mm. um, steps into the discomfort zone, prepare you for those big steps, whether it be leave a job 
travel, leave a relationship or whatever big uncomfortable decision you've been putting off, you can prepare for it mm. by taking small little steps. Yeah, that's important. That's very important. So mm. well, uh, as we wrap up and all that, um, I wanted to ask you about, you know, routines and time management, just those basic stuff, right? Because mm. I find a lot of people, once they come to a point where they discover what they should be doing or how they should be doing it, the next thing they struggle with is trying to juggle things. You know, I had someone uh, send me a message on Instagram the other day and she was uh, venting, I mean, practically venting about how frustrated she is about the fact that she feels like she's not doing enough and she feels like she can manage what she's doing, even though she's doing the right thing, but she struggles with managing. So what's your, what's your tips? What are the tips you have or how do you do it? Like what are the things you do personally? Yeah, big time, man. That's a big part of it. It's a big part of that that next step in the evolution, right? When you leave a corporate job yeah. and say start working for yourself, then it's like down to you. How do you manage your time? How do you manage your schedule so you're effective and productive, but at the same time still have a life? Yeah. And I've kind of learned. I'm still I'm still learning all of this, but I would say I've you know had a bunch of lessons come through either trying to do too much um, and filling my day with calls and things to do and being just burnt out by the end of it. And at the same time, not scheduling correctly and, and not knowing what should I be doing today and, and feeling a little bit scattered. So the lessons that I've learned from that was for me personally, I like to plan my day the night before, get out my, my planner and I go, okay, cool. What do I have on tomorrow? What, what time are my calls? What am I doing in between my calls? When am I taking my lunch break? What time am I working out? When am I meditating? Like plan all that, shit. put it in the calendar. So that when you get up, there's no guessing, okay, what am I going to do? What's, what's my focus for the day? Knowing what the priorities are for the day, knowing what the projects are you're working on and knowing, most importantly, what would make this day a success. That's because right. if you haven't defined that, then you can be working your ass off and getting to the end of the day and, and never feeling that sense of fulfillment mm. because you haven't defined what success means and what success takes. Wow. So for me, it was getting very clear on that, getting very clear on, okay, tomorrow will Tomorrow, I want to get this done and I'll be happy if, if I accomplish these key core areas yeah. and then just planning out the day. And then Sundays, I'll reflect on the week. I'll reflect on lessons that I've learned. I'll plan out the week ahead. What do I want to get done for the week? What are some key performance indicators or some targets I want to hit? And most importantly, what are some emotions that I want to feel? Really being conscious around like, how do I want to show up and, and how, how do I want to live my life? Because there's no point in having your own business and running your own schedule. If you feel like, if it feels like a job, that's right. You know what I mean? That's right. Um, so yeah, man, that, that'd be the key, the key things to me and reflecting, reflecting is, is important. I've been reminded of that recently. Just taking time to reflect on what you've learned, what, what lessons we've learned. Yeah. And I think mm -hmm. one, one very key thing that you touched on was, you know, knowing what you have, to, what you need to get done. You know, mm -hmm. I, I, I try, I, I call it the def, definition of done. What's your definition of done for today? You know, cool. yeah. uh, definition of done for this year. You know, uh, earlier this year, I sent an email to my uh, mailing list and I was talking about how you don't have to wait till the end of the year or December or November to accomplish everything that you wanted to accomplish in this year. Once you define your definition of done, that might even happen in three months. It might happen in four months, you know, and then you don't have to try and get in the rat race, you know, you, you, because you're not competing with anybody. You, you're just competing with yourself. So if, we, if you're able to define, okay, this is when I'm done, 
this is what it's going to look like. When you get there, it's easier to see. It's easier to know that I've arrived. But if you don't know what it's going to look like, you don't, you're not even going to know when you're there. Exactly, brother. Yeah, so well, so well said. I think I like that's that. really, really important. That's a great point. And yeah, that's one for the gram. I'm going to put that in. <laughs> one for the gram, yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely. So uh, I thought before we wrap this up, I'm just going to throw some rapid fire questions at you and get your reactions and your answers to it. You ready for that? Hey man, let's do it. Yeah. Okay. So the first one is, if there's a spider in your house, you know, we're doing this for Australia. If there's a spider in your house, do you kill it or set it free? Dude, if, if you had asked me this question a few months ago, I would have 100% killed it as quick as I could have. But now spiders are one of my biggest fears. And like I said earlier, I'm trying to overcome my fears. So I now do not kill it. I let a spider be because they're very wise creatures and spiritually they have a lot of, they have a lot of hidden meaning behind them. So now right. no more killing of spiders. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's good. That's good. I, I guess if you want to kill it too, you're going to have to get close to it, which is, I don't know what you want to do. <laughs> but that's beautiful. That's awesome. It depends yeah. how big it is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. The second one is uh, describe yourself uh, as a teenager in three words. Um, driven, uh, passionate, and uh, I would say a little bit shy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. But that's mm -hmm. good. Driven and passionate. You know, those two things don't often go along with teenagers. You know, mm -hmm. like yeah. Sure. But that's that's beautiful. That's awesome. And lastly, who inspires you the most? Good, good question. Mm -hmm. I would say the person that inspires me the most would have to be. You know, I listen to a lot of Tony Robbins, man. I have to say Tony Robbins inspires me a lot because the game, he plays a big game and, you know, for someone to play a game at the scale that he's playing it at um, takes a lot of inner work. And if, if anyone doesn't know the type of the size of the game Tony's playing, you can kind of do, do your own research on that. But I've learned a lot through the, the lessons he's taken through him playing that big game. So that inspires me. Um, he, I know he's a big inspiration for a lot of people. Um, but for me recently, he's been inspiring me a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's great. He's, he's an amazing person. Yeah. I've, I've followed him too over the years and mm. listened to him. I've never uh, seen him or been to any of his conferences, but I've read, you know, his books and I've seen stuff that he's done. And he's amazing. He's a, like you said, he's, he's a big, big time player. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. But yeah, that's great, man. But it, man, again, I want to thank you, really thank you for making this time to come on and, you know, and do this with me. I really, really, really appreciate it. I'm just going to give you one last uh, opportunity. If there's anything at all that you wanted to say or anything you wanted to put out there, obviously I'm, I'm going to put links and everything that where people can find you and, you know, connect with you. I want to put all of that, you know, because the podcast will go um, on Apple and every, all the outlets that you, you know, you listen to podcasts and then I'm going to, we're going to have these videos on social media uh, soon. So, but I just want to give you an opportunity, whatever, if there's anything else that you feel like you wanted to say to the listener, the people engaging with this right now, what is one last thing that you would like to leave with them? Yeah, well, first of all, I just want to say thank you so much for having me on here, brother. I've really enjoyed this conversation and um, you're doing amazing work. So I really I, I wanted to acknowledge you for that. For sure. um, 
And I guess for me, when it comes to a last piece of action that I'd invite people to take is um, for starters, keep pursuing the things that make you uncomfortable. Because I know that sounds small and maybe um, trite, but it's in those small daily actions, small emphasis on small daily actions that done over a period of time result in a completely different life. And those small daily actions are like small little decisions we make. Are we going to get up early or hit the snooze button? Are we going to jump in a cold shower or skip it? Cause it's too uncomfortable. Are we going to go and work out or sit and watch Netflix? Are we going to eat healthy food or get fast food? Small daily decisions that ultimately decide which direction we had in life. And for me, if you get uncomfortable daily, then you're going to start to become a whole new person. So that's my, that's my invitation for people listening. And check out my podcast. I've got a podcast as well, State Shifters, and That's right. would love to connect online, um, Instagram, my platform. So yeah. thanks so much, man. Man, that's amazing. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you. That's phenomenal. Like I said, I'm going to put all the links here. You know, no one's going to miss it and people are going to find you, you know, and check, check out everything you do. So thank you so much for coming. I really appreciate your time, man. And I hope you, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day in Perth, Western Australia. You guys are like two hours behind us. So yeah, we're two hours behind. Yeah. yeah <laughs> thanks, Tosin. Yeah. Appreciate it, brother. Some, some, some things to do for the rest of the day. So I'll, I'll, I'll let you go, man. Thank you. Thank you, man. I appreciate it, bro. Yeah, you have a good day, man. You too. Wow. That was insane. That was a wholesome, wholesome conversation. I really, really enjoy having Jordan on the podcast show today. And I want to encourage you uh, to connect with him. Uh, You can find all about him at uh, state-shifters.com. That's state-shifters.com. You can also find him on social media, on Instagram and Facebook under State Shifters, Jordan Kendlish. Thank you for being on the show today. And I hope you guys have enjoyed listening to this episode. Join me next time. I'm your host, Tosin Adewumi.